Hello everybody and welcome back to A Guy and a Girl Talk Sports. We are a guy and a girl who just really love to talk sports and bring two different perspectives to all the latest topics in sports as well as topics we just love to cover too. So welcome back, we're excited to have you and we're excited to get into a new episode. Yeah, so don't forget to connect with us on all social medias. We have a Facebook page and an Instagram page where we just kind of share all different sports topics, our sports picks. And highlights. And highlights, and just really anything and everything you can think of, sometimes not even sports related. But that is GG Talk Sports. Very clever, I know. A guy and a girl talk sports. GG Talk Sports. Go connect with us. And if you are listening to us on any platform, definitely hit subscribe and uh, give us a rating if you don't mind. We love all the feedback we can get. Yeah, so let's get into episode number six. All right, so the first highlight is the game that we just watched, Heat versus 76ers. What were your first thoughts? It just ended. So my very first thoughts were it was a very competitive game. I actually really liked that it was kind of low scoring. Jeff Van Gundy was the commentator, and he was mentioning it too, that I like how it was so competitive that it wasn't just like 150 to 140. It was 100, I think 7 to 104 was the final score, something close to that. And I really liked how it was competitive and how they really gave effort on both sides of the ball. What do you think about the Heat? Competitors? Are they the real deal? Are they going to fold? Are they just too young to make a playoff push? I mean... I think that they're... I think it could be... I mean, they're getting close. Let's just say it that way. I think they're getting close. I think they are definitely super young. But they looked really good, and I think the best or most promising part for them is that they actually look like they're still learning to be a team, and they're beating good teams while still learning to be a team, so I think the potential for them is there. Yeah, I agree. So I think the difference between them and the 76ers is just chemistry. Yeah. Or the will to have chemistry. Maybe that's what it is. I think the Heat just look really, like you said, they're building chemistry. They're actually a team. If you look at you know social media and stuff, Jimmy B's always posting photos of Goran Dragic and... Tyler Hero, and just a bunch of other players that he's hanging out with on the side. So I think that really, one, they like each other. credit to him for making that effort to become, yeah. you know, the leader of the Heat. And then two, also really kind of badass to the Heat players to, I don't know, kind be of... Be friends it, also. Exactly. Yeah. It's really challenging to be friends with somebody that you, quote unquote, work with. Yeah. Exactly. So that's cool. I think, too, that there's just a bunch of players on that team who aren't just in it for... I want to be like in the limelight. I want to be the player that everybody's always talking about. It's just a bunch of basketball players who want to win, which I think on the 76ers, there's some personalities in there who I think, I mean, basically just one, but one personality that definitely is trying to take the limelight and trying to be front and center. And I don't think that that really exists on the Heat. Obviously, Jimmy Butler is their leader and their best guy, but he's not trying to be. So speaking of limelight, that kind of leads us into a different highlight, but also basketball related, which is kind of Kevin Garnett's recent just commentary about LeBron James and how, quote unquote, the Celtics broke him and just made him get out of Cleveland, which, all right, one, yeah, y'all beat him. Two, so if you really look at it, it was kind of three versus one, not really fair. It was, you know, KG, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen. And then you also had good old LeBron James on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, I think, I don't think that it was that loss that made LeBron leave Cleveland. I think that was something that was already in the works. And then maybe it was solidified by not winning a championship there. But obviously he wants to win a championship. So if it's not happening there, why wouldn't he leave? But I think that it wasn't because they lost to the Celtics and that they broke him. I think that it was a lot of things combined. I don't think that... 
he can take the full credit that he tried to take. No, yeah, I agree with that wholeheartedly. And also, not to mention, you had a big three, so you can't yeah. really fault LeBron for going to get a big three of his own. And the fact that it was even somewhat competitive at times just proves to you how good of a player LeBron is that he can take on a team with no, that many powerhouses and still compete. It'd be curious, or I would be curious, to really hear Ray Allen's thoughts on this whole thing because he played with yeah, both. True. So on both sides. I really wonder what he has to say about it. Who knows? I'm I sure we won't really it. find out. But uh, if you're listening, Ray, let us know what you think. <laughs> All right. So the next highlight and the final highlight, shout out to the GOAT. Well, maybe the GOAT. That'll be discussed in one of the two topics that we talk about. So Drew Brees. Good old Drew Brees. What did he end up doing? So Drew Brees, finally, I don't, I mean, he actually did it pretty quick, but finally. <laughs> well, Peyton called him out last year and said congratulations, yeah, so I mean, finally. Because you're going to break all my records, but he broke the passing touchdown record that Peyton Manning had set, um, so he finally broke it, and he, like, went off. And how many did he throw? I can't remember the exact amount. I think at least three. Four, but he also set the record that game for the highest completion percentage ever. Yeah, I mean. It was 95.9%. It was, like, 28 to 29 for, like, 400 yards and four touchdowns. And he didn't even barely play the, like, I mean, he didn't play the fourth quarter. So, I mean. And before he went out, the other team hadn't scored a single point, And I believe it was, like, 34 to zero. And then he got taken out of the game. So, the amount of points that they scored in the most accurate way that they did it, that just proved, I mean, what a night for him to break the record and overall performance, too. It's not like he just threw the two or three touchdowns that he needed. I think he needed three to break it, but it's not like he just threw the touchdowns in, like, kind of an off way. He threw Or didn't like, break it, speaking cough-cough somebody. True. We're not going to call names or anything, but you guys can Talk. guess, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> names have been called. Names yes. have been called. <laughs> but I'm just saying, he did it in, like, the most impressive way possible. Against not a terrible team. Not a great team. Not a great team. Not a terrible... I mean, a team that you would not think a quarterback would go off like that on. Yeah, they, I think they just... Well, really I mean, you never think a quarterback's going to go off like that. Never. <laughs> I mean, probably not. But I It's think Drew Brees. You never know. The Colts just had an off night. We'll just chalk it up to that. And Drew Brees was just... He wanted that. I mean, did you see the Instagram posts of him just practicing? Yeah, he was like... Sitting there by himself. By himself yeah. All right, also, how... Freaking badass to have that mental preparation in front of that freaking monster poster of y'all and him just standing there like a bunch of just, I mean, it was pretty cool. That's that's a good moment. That's a cool moment. Hall of Fame moment. He deserves it. So that kind of leads us into our next topic, which is the GOAT of quarterbacks. Yeah, so we're going to list off four. We had this conversation over on our Instagram. So once again, if you're not following us, go follow us. It's GG Talk Sports. And we posted this on our Instagram to get people's feedback on who they thought the greatest quarterback was in the NFL. And we chose four, the four that we think deserve to be in the conversation and in the running. Obviously, there's been a ton of super impressive record-setting, record-breaking quarterbacks over the years, but these are our top four. And also, I'm just going to say this. These are my top four. Steph only has a top two when it comes to the GOAT. I just, That's true. I just had to throw these two in because I just want to make a point about both of them. So, all right, list them off. So, the top four we have is Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Joe Montana, and Peyton Manning. So, I'll quickly rattle off the stats as they stand today. This will obviously change literally next week. but For, for two of them. <laughs> yeah, yes, two of them are signed, sealed, delivered. But... The current stats are 
Drew Brees has one Super Bowl, 541 touchdowns, and 76,884 yards. Tom Brady has six Super Bowls, 538 touchdowns, and 74,079 yards. Joe Montana has four Super Bowls, 273 touchdowns, and 40,551 yards. And Peyton Manning has two Super Bowls, 539 touchdowns, and 71,940 yards. Those two stats of which were the records before Drew Brees broke them. And Tom Brady's on pace to break them. But Drew Brees is leading, so yeah. yeah. All right, but I just have to cover Peyton Manning because, one, he needs to be just thrown into the discussion. Yeah. He is hands down the regular season greatest quarterback of all time statistically. Period. That's just my personal opinion. He's not the greatest of all time. No, I don't think so either, but I think it says a lot that he broke records and set records that took a minute for people to catch up to. And like you said, he was really great. In the regular season, and despite not being great in the playoffs, he still managed to win two Super Bowls, so he couldn't have been that bad. Exactly. So that's why, hands down, he is considered a GOAT, but yes. I think he's not our number one regular season GOAT. And then also, Joe has to be thrown in there just because of his generational talent, what he did True. for the game. You can't not talk about him when you talk about GOATs for quarterbacks. I also just think, one, he was probably the generational GOAT of his time. True. So that's... I think we'll call him the generational goat of his time. Because I like I hate just saying one person's a goat because, in my opinion, there's multiple goats for sports just for different ways or different things that they've done. Yeah, I agree. So we'll go generational goat. All right, who's next? Who do you want to talk about first? Because in my opinion, and I'll just say it up front, Drew Brees right now, I know Tom Brady's got six rings and all. Man, it's hard to go against him. But just Drew Brees, the way that he's done it, the way that he's just been able to consistently do it, and just, I mean, stats don't lie. Yeah, and I also think that as much as Tom Brady likes to say that getting drafted in the sixth round is being underestimated, I think that being like 5'10 is a lot harder to come back from than just happening to get drafted late. So I think what Drew Brees has done with what he's been given is pretty freaking impressive. And injuries. Can we just throw those in there too? Because yeah, Tom too. Brady's been hurt, but Tom Brady's never really been hurt severely. Knock on some wood real quick. But Drew Brees has had to come back from two pretty severe injuries. One that he actually was able to come back from the same year and ball out, which is this year, which yeah. is pretty impressive. So... I just think that just what he's been able to do throughout his entire career as a player, I think that Drew Brees is going to get another Super Bowl this year, which will give him two. Maybe he'll get another one and end with three. So, I mean, that's not bad either. But either way, if he ends with one, I still would give him, in my opinion, the crown. Yeah. I think that it would be hard to disagree with you. But also, it's hard to disagree with Tom Brady at the same time because he does have six Super Bowls. He does have stats that are really close in line with the greatest stats of all time. So he's up there in the top two and three of all the records. Not to mention, he doesn't lose very often, both in the regular season and actually in the playoffs, too. Yeah, I don't know. Actually, now that I'm thinking about this, if you really look at what we've said about GOAT-wise, the way we look at the GOAT, I know. we gave MJ the GOAT. I and know, I just thought and LeBron technically is like Drew Brees in this instance. Yeah, I know. So, what are we doing? I don't know. We're being very inconsistent. Very inconsistent. <laughs> I think it's just because, yes, in 
football, Super Bowls are extremely important. And I wouldn't take back what we said about the NBA in the fact that to be one of the greatest of all times, you have to have at least won a championship. I don't think that you can be considered it without having a championship under your belt. But in, I think in the NFL, I'm, I'm just talking out both sides of my mouth, but I think in the NFL, yes, championships are important. But at the same time, some of the stats that are being met are so crazy and just so untouchable by your everyday. Even a great quarterback can't touch some of these stats that these quarterbacks are putting up. So I think the fact that Drew Brees is the leader of those stats speaks a lot of volumes, whereas I think points in the NBA are a lot easier to come by than points and yards in the NFL as a quarterback. And to also kind of justify, now that I'm kind of thinking about it in its entirety, LeBron isn't number one when you're talking about total points and total assists and total rebounds and True. everything in the NBA. He's number one in his position, I believe, in certain aspects, but right. in its entirety, he's not number one ever, which Drew Brees is. Stat, yeah. Which is probably why I would lean towards Drew Brees as the GOAT in the NFL. And then also MJ is the GOAT in the NBA to kind of justify that too. But I don't know. Yeah, I mean... Both cases can be made for both players. I I respect and I love to watch all four of those players play. I just... Those are my two people that I would give. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And I think that's fine. I don't think that you have to follow the same rules in the NBA as you have to follow in the NFL. And I think that you don't have to follow rules. I think for us, it seems more important in the NBA to have championships. And it doesn't seem quite as important to have the most when it comes to the NFL. So... I think we just have different rules, and that's okay. Yeah, but once again, we love to hear people's feedback because, like we are, everybody's different. Everybody has different opinions and thoughts. So let us know, Instagram and Facebook, GG Talk Sports. But that kind of concludes our topic one, talking goats for quarterbacks in the NFL. Uh, it, it was interesting because I, I didn't realize that we kind of went backwards on our thoughts from the previous episode, <laughs> <But> <laughs> which is kind of funny. I think it's fair. We made fair points. Once again, though, if people disagree, they're more than welcome to disagree with us. Those are just the points we make. I also think we might be a little biased because we just like Drew Brees better. I'm going to go ahead and throw that out there, too. True. As, like, a leader and as a person, not necessarily as a person, but definitely as a leader on and off the field, I think we just favor him in general. Not that we don't like Tom Brady, but there's something about Drew Brees. He's very charismatic, very humble, and I just like that about him, too. No, yeah, you're right. I, I'm a Drew Brees fan, so yeah. definitely a little biased, but I think stats also don't lie, except for the six Super Bowls. My God, Tom Brady, I mean, you're a winner, that's a man. Lot. That's all that matters. Like, He is, hands down, probably the greatest winner of all time, though. I agree. Maybe, maybe ever in any sport, but uh, potentially. Probably, but this is going to lead us into our second topic because for the first time in over a decade, he was not selected to the Pro Bowl. I don't even know what to say. That's Yeah, once again, can you just say that again? Yes. For the first time in over a decade, so since 2008, this is the first time that Tom Brady was not selected to the Pro Bowl. So for 11 straight years, he was. And this year, he was not. We'll talk first about the fact that it's crazy that he's been in the Pro Bowl that many times in a row, but it's almost crazier just because you expect him to be perfect every single year that he is not in it this year. I know, and it's kind of sad to see because that means that maybe it is the ending of a Brady era. Crazy. Which kind of sucks. 
because it does. It's been incredible to watch the run and success and all the fortune that they've had. Which don't get me wrong, it might happen this year, it might happen again next year or the next year before he retires. But yeah. it definitely you can tell it's slowly it's on the decline. And it kind of sucks, too, because you don't want to see him go out on a low. Like, for all of these quarterbacks we just talked about that are so impressive and in the conversation with the greatest of all time, you never want them to go out on a low. Like, you want them to just, like, win a Super Bowl and retire. Exactly like Peyton. Like Peyton Rode off in the sunset. Yes. But now he didn't make the Pro Bowl, and hopefully that's not a sign of things to come. But just want to throw that out there because the entire topic we're going to talk about is who we think got snubbed for the Pro Bowl in some of the Pro Bowl selections. But you don't think he got snubbed. Let I me don't. ask that. Okay. No, no, no. I don't think he got snubbed. I think that his performance this year doesn't justify a Pro Bowl selection. I do think his supporting cast has hurt him, too. I don't think it's all just him, but just based on everything that Pro Bowl is based on, I don't think he should have made it. I, I just think it's crazy that he didn't. Yeah, I agree. For sure. All the above, I think that that just had to be mentioned because... You know, oof, I don't think he's crazy. a snub, but... Let's talk about some. But all right, a quarterback that did get snubbed, in my opinion, it's got to be Dak. Dak. He's just getting kind of just pushed around in every category. Can't get a contract. Kind of not doing so hot right now, team wise. Can't get a Pro Bowl. I mean, vote. What's going on? I don't know. I mean, do you agree with that? Do you think? All right. So this was my statement. Dak for Aaron Rodgers. Just statistically, hear me out. Listen to me, because I'm a big stats guy and. This just kind of won, in my opinion, I think Dak's played better and led his team better than Aaron Rodgers. I, actually, let me take that back. Aaron Rodgers' record is way better than the Cowboys right now. Yeah. But I think that without Dak, the Cowboys' record would potentially be a maybe goose egg. Now yeah. they got Zeke. They put up a game or two, yeah, but true. still. It's probably so, like a lot like uh, the Giants. Yeah, that's a good call. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good day. All right, so Dak is better in yards. And he has more touchdowns. But with this being said, Aaron Rodgers has a higher QB rating by a little bit, not a lot. And then he also has 24 touchdowns to two picks. And Dak has 26 touchdowns to 11 picks. So, I mean, woof. Aaron Rodgers is a money this year. But his stats are down. He's still doing really, really well. And his team's balling out. But I just think that Dak is the number two quarterback overall right now. Besides Jameis, which we that needs to be talked about in a whole other topic. Does he deserve to get paid? Is he is this a fluke? Is it real know. life? I think that I would never pay somebody who is that <laughs> inconsistent. I'm just gonna but back to Dak. His gameplay is kinda like his life. We'll just throw that comment out there. Anyways, uh that's that was not a that, that was a little mean. <laughs> anyway, that's okay. Um but yeah, back to Dak. I think that he does deserve the Pro Bowl nod because like you said, his passing yards are higher. His touchdowns are higher, and if we're talking interceptions to make or break him versus Aaron Rodgers, well then let's look at the interceptions that freaking Jameis Winston has put up and count that against him too. I just think that it's so much around the negative talk that the Cowboys get and how they can everybody in the press, everybody in media, everybody even within apparently the Cowboys organization just feels the need to talk negatively about the Cowboys in general about how their performance is terrible, even though it's really, it's not great, but, I mean, there are way worse teams. Yeah, but I can also, I can also see the other side of the coin, which is, they really haven't beaten anybody that good yet, their record isn't that great compared to some of the quarterbacks that are up there, so, I mean, I guess I could understand why I wouldn't be put up there, but I also can't, because he's also 
their team wouldn't be a, even playoff contenders, which that's a whole other story in itself as well, without his play. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I guess I could be up in the air either way. I just think that, I mean, there's just such negative talk around them that but I, I agree. that there hinders is. his chances of getting the big contract and getting in the Pro Bowl and all these things. I just think that they, not only the media, but whenever the team themselves, a.k.a. Jerry Jones, has negative things to say. I think I don't think they're doing themselves any favors or anything by just continuing the negative vibes they have. Do you think Dak wants out secretly? Is that why maybe there has been contract talk? But Dak's like, hey, you know what? I might hold off and see my options. I doubt it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I just if I was him, it'd be tough to play for Jerry Jones. It seems like that's just a really really hard environment. But then again. Jerry's house, you're going to get paid. (laughs) So that kind of leads me into another person that got snubbed, which is the Denver Broncos safety, and that is Justin Simmons. So this is, I'm sure you may not have really known him or watched him play or really anything like that. No, you didn't cover this one. Yeah, I got this covered. So he's played every single snap for the Broncos. That's crazy. That's not, all right, hang on. Every single snap for the Broncos' defense. Obviously not well, offense. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> he's not going to go in as wide receiver. He has four interceptions, so That's not him. terrible. And then he is most out of the safeties for passes defended. Yeah, I mean, so what are we what do you not need, picking him for? What do you need, yeah, what else do you need? I mean. Do you need a pick six? I guess so. I just, I don't know. I'm confused. I, I don't know. understand. I would just like to ask somebody how they even assess and give this because Tyree Kill, his numbers are down. That's not we don't need to talk about that because I'm just confused. That's just me throwing it out there. His numbers are way way down comparatively to some of the receivers, and he's in there. Don't get me wrong, great player, fantastic player, right. but once again, numbers are kind of how you get in. Yeah. And I don't know the fact that numbers are 100% the way you get in. I know that they drive it, but I think there may be some bias or something. I know. Can I, can I just say a biased opinion real quick? Shout out my fellow college teammate, John Brown from Pittsburgh State. Mm. All right. Go Bills. Pro Bowl? I mean, come on. Give him the Pro Bowl. I know. I wish. I know. Not really, but kind I mean, of. I contention? Know. I mean, definitely throw him in for he contention. He should at least be considered. I mean, if it weren't for him, the Bills would not be nearly as good. I know that they have some other receivers, but he's clearly the most reliable one and the one that Josh Allen goes to the most. He's so their number one, 100%. I think we just like him, but also, he's also I mean, he found his home. Statistically, top 15 in the NFL for yards. Not bad. I mean, that's not solid. Bad. No. He's doing his thing. Anyways, we're definitely biased, but shout out JB. I definitely think he at least needs to be thrown into this. Yes, considered into the for it. Maybe Here's to next year. Exactly. Here's to the yeah, because the Bills are woof, man. Y'all are young. Y'all are know, really cooking right now. I know. So, so is that it for the Pro Bowl snubs? Do you have anybody else you want to add or talk about? No, I don't think so. I There's think... a few more that we could even get into discussions about, like the the linebacker from the Vikings or even Kirk Cousins if we want to talk about that. But I know. He's we... actually done well. That's another one, though, where I think the negative talk surrounding them does them a disservice. And I don't know that it's – with the Vikings, it's not so much a team thing that they're having negative talk, but people are always having negative conversation around Kirk Cousins yeah, and I don't think it helps his cause. Why? I don't know. <laughs> Get it off the dude's back. Good. He's a good person. He's you a good teammate. Night football game. Oh, oh man. Anyways, all right. Let's get into our predictions because we have a ton of great we games. Of we have like nine games to pick. So I'm sorry if you guys don't want to listen to them. If you don't, 
have a great night. If you do, <laughs> stick around. Stick around because we have some fantastic upcoming games for the next few days. So let's just get right into it. And a heads up, it's basketball heavy. Basketball heavy <laughs> and also NFL heavy because yeah, sure. a lot of playoff contention in line for yep. this. But all right, so my record right now, I'm sitting at 20 and 10. Not too bad. That's not bad at all. Not bad at all. Steph's sitting at 16 and 14. She mm-hmm. had she was catching up. Yeah, and then she had like one or two that like, just kind of threw her down a little bit, but this week, you got nine games to get up, right, so let's, let's see. All right, first one, Texans-Bucks. Texans. Oh, you're going against Jameis. You think he's going to throw like five or six picks or like ten touchdowns? Which one? All or both. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I like that. I think Texans. Texans have a lot on the line right now. They're fighting with the Titans right now. So, uh, yeah, I definitely got the Texans. It'll be close, though. Jameis is going to do his thing because this is a big game to show off and see if he can actually play against a decent team. Um, Bills Patriots. This is a oh, fantastic game. Fantastic game. I'm gonna pick the Bills. I think that the Patriots are just every single game they play is so close, and they haven't actually been super impressive whatsoever. Their defense is the only reason they've competed for the most part in most of their games. So I'm gonna go with the Bills because I think they're feeling some momentum. They won this last week, and I think that they'll carry that through. I would love to pick the Bills, but I i mean, the Patriots got to do something at some point in time, I think. They're already locked in for the playoffs, so. <laughs> oh, that's they're true. Fine. That is true. But I, I mean, they're they are fighting for a, for a home, I yeah. mean, home playoff spot. So I think the Patriots win, but I think this is going to be an s- incredibly sloppy game. Probably. I mean, really sloppy. But all right, Rams 49ers, this could be sloppy as well. Very, very heavy defensively. Um, yeah. Who do you I, got? I'm going to go with the 49ers on this one. I think the Rams are, like, they thought they had it together for a minute, and then they didn't have it together for a minute, so I think the <laughs> But now they kind of have it together for a minute, so do they have it together, or uh, do they not? I don't think so. I think the 49ers are going to win this one. They hit a wall. 49ers, for sure. Yeah. This leads us into the Saints-Titans game. This is going to, I think this could be a hell of a game. Maybe game of the week. Ooh. Who are you picking on this one? You go first. Oh, man. I'm, <laughs> ah, I would love to pick the Saints. I'm going to have to go to the hometown. I think this is stupid. I think Steph's probably going to win this one because she could definitely going to go Saints will march on. But I think the Titans get this one. I think that they're fighting with the Texans right now for that playoff spot. So I think that, uh, yeah, I think it's close, though. I think it's really, really close. I think the Titans kind of get after Drew Brees, but I think he puts up big numbers. But, uh, yeah, I think at the end of the day, the the Titans pull out a close one. So I think the Saints are going to win. I'm going to pick against you. Not so much because I feel super confident, but i got to give myself the opportunity to win one. But also, I do think that the Saints are going to win. I think they're going to carry the momentum from their massive win and their quarterback success and just carry it into playing the Titans. But I also do know that the Titans have a ton riding on it, like you said. So I just think it definitely will be close, but I'm going to pick the Saints because I don't bet against Drew, I don't bet against Drew Brees. Yeah. All right, so the final game of the evening for our picks, which is a weird one because you never really would have thought if you were looking at these records comparatively to the NFL that they would be in contention. But you have the Eagles and the Cowboys. Oh this could be just a sloppy game as well. Which losing record will make it to the playoffs? All right, do you want me to pick or you pick? Um, I'll pick. I'm going to pick the Cowboys. I think that Dak Prescott is going to continue to prove his worth. And I think the Eagles, I mean, they barely beat the Giants on Eli's first comeback. And then they barely won last week, like at the very last second. And as much as I appreciate they've been clawing through and getting these wins, I don't think that they're going to win this week. Yeah, I got the Cowboys. I think Dak's pissed. Um, I think he comes out and shows why he's a Pro Bowl quarterback. And also, just to preface, for all of you that don't know, 
the games are on Saturday and Sunday, so do yeah. not forget Don't to check Saturdays. the times for your games and also the days. Good call. So that leads us into the NBA because we have a couple of, oh my, just some I'm big, big games on Thursday <laughs> night. I'm pumped. I'm re- Actually, if you guys are listening to this on the very first day it's posted, it is tonight. So we have the Lakers versus the Bucks. 24-3 and three are both records. Who's going to be back-to-back losing teams because they both lost their last game? Ah, oof, great game ahead of us. Who you got? You want me to pick or you go? You pick first. All right, so I just want to confirm if the Lakers are at home or if the Bucks are at home, and then I will make my pick. Okay, let's hear it. Okay, so it is actually at Milwaukee, so I think that I'm going to have to go with the Lakers. Oh, that was not what I was expecting when I you know, said right? it. I know, right? A little twist in, uh, in the plot real quick. Okay, well, that's good because I'm picking the Bucks. Good. That's <laughs> why I was picking the Lakers because I think the Lakers are just going to come out as a very, very hot road team. They don't have the pressure of the home fans or anything. They got nothing to lose. Come out swinging. I just, I think two against one. That's really how I look yeah, at it. Yeah, that's a valid point. I'm going to pick the Bucks because of home court advantage, but also... I mean, I said it one other time when we picked a Bucks game, but Giannis is just looking really strong, and I think he's the best competition for AD. And then, I mean, you still have LeBron, but I just, exactly. just think he's That's the best the matchup. Right. So I'm gonna pick him and feel confident with that. I like that. Okay, close one though. Oh yeah. All right. So the next one, which this is even better because this is gonna really push Steph to pick. I don't know. I don't know you if she's gonna pick. Know who I'm gonna pick. <laughs> we got the Rockets versus the Clippers. So these are both on Thursday night. Uh, it's right after the Lakers Bucks game. So who do you have? Rockets, Clippers. Which one? I don't know. Who's it gonna uh, be? <laughs> I have the Rockets. I will always pick with Russell Westbrook. He's my favorite NBA player. Also, I think that him and James Harden are really start, like starting to find some momentum together. Um, I think Russ is getting a bit of his swag back. <laughs> Slowly, yep, yep. He's a little yep. bit better. Um, he's definitely being aggressive still like he was in his prime time. He's still in his prime, but you know what I mean. Back whenever he had some crazy numbers. His MVP years. Exactly. So I think those two players combined are going to be better than Paul George and Kawhi Leonard in this game. Oh, okay. We'll have to stat check that. All right, let's do it. I like... I love the way that the Clippers are playing right now. I think that Paul George and Kawhi are just kind of really doing their thing, slowly getting into a rhythm with one another. Not to mention you got to talk about Montrose Harrell and, I mean, Lou, sixth man of the year, shout out. Mm -hmm. But I also really, really like the Rockets. I think that Russell Westbrook hates Patrick Beverly with a burning passion. (laughs) (laughs) I think James Harden just hates the whole rest of the NBA right now with a burning passion. He just wants to get in a fight with anybody. Yep, I think the Rockets have a little toughness about them that the Clippers also have, so it's going to be a nice physical... I think it's a low-scoring... Well, not... All right. Not low-scoring. NBA standards. Well, I was going to say even low-scoring for their standards because they're both really, really high-scoring teams, but I think this is a physical, high-emotion game. Uh, but yeah, I got the Rockets pulling it off. Oh, I, good. I would love for them to just get this dub. Same. And uh, and just kind of prove something because their record doesn't really show as I don't I don't think their record really shows them as a team. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that they they need a couple more wins under their belt against good teams to uh, give them a little more confidence. Perfect. What else we got? Anything? Yeah, I think we got two more college games real quick because Rock Chalk. Okay. We got a little here. Kansas Jayhawk action against Villanova. Going to be a really really good game. So I'm still going to pick good old Rock Chalk, even though they are number one now, and we know the track record for the number one team over this year. Literally every single one of them has lost to the underdog team. So I'm still going to pick KU, but not to say I'm not a little bit worried. 
Yeah, rock chalk, 100%. I think that uh, Kansas is the real deal. I think as long as Buki stays healthy, and I just love their point guard play, and I just really, really like Bill Self all around, and just the way he's able to make the most out of any single, any player, any team that he's given or, or dealt, really. Yeah. So, yeah, I got Kansas in this one. Uh, the only, the really the only other game we have is Ohio State versus Kentucky in basketball, because that should done, that should be another really, really good game. Yeah, I think I'm going to pick... I don't know because Ohio State was surprisingly good. They really are surprisingly Maybe I'm pick nice. Ohio State just pick against Kentucky. I think once again they still have a young team, and I just think that it's something that I think is works against all these top teams is that they're so young all the time. I think KU has had an advantage this year just because they have so many returning players and even players who have played for up to like three seasons, which is kind of unheard of for these top ranked teams. So I think that's going to work against Kentucky in this game. Okay, I'm going to go against you. I think Kentucky, just solely based on coaching, Yeah. I think that Cal is the man. I think that he's going to get his team right because he knows that how they lost. They know mentally how to get them you know, ready for the next game against a big-time opponent. Um, so, yeah, I just think that Kentucky gets this one. I think it's close. I think it's yeah. going to be kind of a weird game, <laughs> just, a, just a very kind of brawlish game. Not, not physical in a punching way, but you know what I'm saying, a, yeah, a brawl just, yeah. kind of. Anyways, tough game. Tough game. Yeah. <laughs> so those are our picks. We'll we'll kind of keep track of them over on our Instagram and Facebook, GG Talk Sports. Let us know what you guys think. If we made the right picks, if we made the wrong picks, if we didn't make pick? any, and also who you pick. So we would love to know and talk and uh, connect. Yeah. So just make sure that you're making your picks, following along with ours, and we will be back on Monday for some more picks and some more topics. Thank y'all for listening and make sure you review us if you have the chance and subscribe as well. We always want your feedback and go watch some sports. There's some good ones coming up, so make sure you're tuned in. Thanks for listening. Bye.